0: Okay, guys, Splendid Torch Podcast. What's up, Pete? How are you, sir? Doing well. Your beard is looking, um, what's a word? I was going to say fierce. It is looking fierce. You it's, look like an old lion.
1: I am a very old lion. You know old the lion. old
0: lion that they kick out of the pride? <laughs> yeah. And, like, he's got no teeth left. So he's like.
1: <laughs> They're like, dude, we'll, we'll chew it up. You can spit it out for you, like a bird.
0: Mama bird to the baby bird. Yeah, dude. It's even, no. you know what you have going? So it's really gray now. Yeah. especially down at the bottom yes. it's like white but you got the mustache is dark and it shoots into the beard like two lightning bolts coming yes. out you got the whole who's the going.
1: artist that did the uh i could do this salvador Dali. So, yeah i could be dolly
0: with the mustache yeah that's that's where you want to draw the line in, you think in being like dolly the mustache <laughs> so, so after that i don't think you really want jack
1: that. was messing with his mustache and i because he gets this too and i said that's the only thing you got from me genetically was mustache? this part of the mustache? Because he could do the same thing. So we're joking about getting some wax and uh, doing the mustache, the dolly shit. mustache trick.
0: So Jack's got like a full stash,
1: Full stash, and uh, the chin, too. Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: I haven't seen him in a while.
1: Yeah. He's, it's, he's what, and this is one of the things that we all know happens in jujitsu. You get away from it a little bit. Yeah. You're like, I, he, cause he's like, I got to get back. I want to get back. I got to get back. But you, the further you get away from it, the further you step off the mat. It's harder to get back. Yeah, and he came back a couple of weeks ago, and then I think he got sick, and then he was, and then again, hurdle.
0: Yeah. So it's it, it it's really hard. But there's like um, there's got to be a graph somewhere that depicts this. So the longer you're away, the harder it gets. Yes. But obviously, obviously. But I. But I think another thing happens, like the longer you're away, the harder it gets and the longer you're away, the more and more you want to go back. Yeah. And the longer you're away, the more you build up in your head, the requirements mm-hmm. that you'll have to meet in order to return. Yes. So if you're gone for like three weeks, it's like, oh shit, all right, you know, I'm just going to force myself. And it's been not that long, so you can still kind of force yourself. Yes. You're gone for like a month and a half. It's like, oh shit, I really want to go back. But now I've got the I'm going to do cardio on Tuesday. Yeah. I'll eat clean Wednesday, Thursday and I'll go back Saturday morning. Yes. And then you're gone 3 months, then it's like you need a complete overhaul of your life to return to the mat. Exactly. Cuz you build up in your head what it's going to feel like on your first day back. Yeah. Which it's probably an accurate depiction. Like it's it, going it to be accurate. it's going to be hard.
1: I mean, just if 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 I take a, a, a night or two off the mat. Yeah. I come back I'm like I'm I'm going to wipe out. What the, you know. Yeah, no, but you it's don't.
0: no. You probably come back better than you were, dude. We you know you can't we're get here so any often. Better than I was. That's true. That's true. But let's be honest. How how do you improve on Hodger's mount? Who knows? <laughs> For me personally, if I'm if I'm training a lot and I take like three, four, even five days off, you I feel come back feeling come great. Back. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. You know everything like tightens up. Yep. And I was talking to one of the white belts, um, Dom. He's a daytime guy mostly. He uh, he trains a lot physically he's a he's a specimen dude like he you know he's athletic but he's, he's also jacked so you know he's got a lot of good tools and uh we were talking about how he feels like he kind of like turned this corner because he got hurt not yeah. nothing nothing big but he had to take like like 10 10 days off something like that and it was the first time since the day he started that he wasn't just grinding 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 yeah and i was explaining to him the importance of like letting things marinate a little bit so like when you're not just in the chaos of everyday training Things kind of gestate Like mentally Yeah And they make m- more sense mm-hmm. It's kind of like when you Apparently the point of dreaming Like when you sleep And you dream It's doing a couple things One it's It's kind of uh, Like uh, It's almost like a personal therapy session So yeah. you're like You're kind of like uh, Dealing with all the things that happen And like the stresses of the day But it's also where like Deep learning happens Right So like Like the things that you learned Without the rest period after You yeah. don't hold on to it Likewise, in jiu-jitsu, if you're just in the shit every day, grinding, 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 I get it. Like, all the memes will tell you, like, you got to be on the mat. However, you do need, like, a few days away to let things just, away from jiu-jitsu entirely. Yes. Let things coalesce to, like, gestate a little bit and then coalesce into actual technique. I agree. It's true. It's important.
1: It is important. That's why. But
0: then, of course, there's a point of diminishing return.
1: And that's also true. Yeah. I think there gets to a point where you get to, if you get, to, because people have a tendency to get lost in it in a negative way. Yeah. They're just trying to train uh, and train. And it's like, well, you you didn't give but it a chance to marinate. But they think they're doing it the right way.
0: Exactly. Because exactly. they're like, oh, hey, pojada, everyday pojada. Yeah. Dude, that, that works every when every other day pojada. That works when you're Hamilo Baha, or Romulo <laughs> yeah. for you Hamilo. Americans. <laughs> and. You know, Hamilo was a was a legend, black belt world champion legend by the time I was a white belt. And, you know, if you guys don't know, every every day pojada just means like every day you're training as hard as you can, getting yeah. after it. First off, if you look at Hamilo, like his, his hormone profile is not the same as ours. Like he's, You don't think? <laughs> no. Uh, so obviously he could go a little pojada than us. <laughs> uh secondly he already went through the learning phases and like he's a a world-class black belt already for like 15 years yeah so he can find quiet in the chaos so in other words if i'm training with a bunch of blue belts it's kind of a drilling session for me yeah i i can control you guys enough where if there's a specific thing i want to work on i can slow things down and work on it so essentially it's a drilling session but if you guys are like a white belt, blue belt, even a purple belt, you're in the shit. Like, it's chaos. Yeah. A lot of the times, like, you're not going to have the, the wherewithal to to really focus on the strategy and the technique. You're just kind of like going through the motions, Yeah. which is valuable, too. It's just a different thing. Yeah.
1: And especially as a white belt. You know, you're going through these things, and you're like, none of this really makes sense. I don't understand why my body's moving this way. I don't understand how this is happening. And you know, there's a lot of,
0: you're doing it. And then the blank slate. Exactly. Like when you go live, it's like, oh wait, this is the, we, we just did guard passes all class. Yeah. I'm in the guard. What, where do I, what do I do with my hands? What do I do now?
1: Jazz hands. Yeah. Uh, isn't it obvious? Jazz hands.
0: Yeah. It's because you have too much to worry about. There's yes. just too much to worry about. So you're not at the position yet where you could do everyday pojada.
1: Yeah. And there's also like, the, the, we've brought it up and we've said it to the, you know, to classes. It's like, we just want you to get a general idea of what. What's going on here? Paint You're not going to get bronze strokes. strokes. You're not going to get it your first class. You're not no. going to get it your twentieth class. Maybe the second time through, you have your oh shit moment. You're going, yeah. oh okay, this kind of makes sense to me because you. But you and, also and have even to think that what happens. Pretty
0: simple. Yes, that oh shit moment. It's it's something as simple as like, oh, if I just go around their legs.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, so if I don't drive into the knee, yeah. oh, I go around it. Yeah, but that takes. I mean, if you think about it, that's eighteen weeks. Everybody's many, different, but yeah, you know, I'm just saying in general. Just, it, just a general. I think speak, what you're I'm saying not, is
0: like when we first see like ten. Say you take a group of ten white belts. At what point, on average, do we see them actually performing jujitsu? Yes. Like when we watch randori, is it an actual like kind of jujitsu grappling match? Yes. Yeah, you're not wrong, man. It's it's usually like three months. Yeah.
1: Which is and if like, you think about like 12, the curriculum, 15,
0: twelve to fifteen
1: weeks. Yeah, it's the look at the curriculum. They've been through all, the bulk of the curriculum. They've had how many countless live rounds? Yeah, how many open mats? You know, and cause we see it all the time. Open mats packed. It's just packed, and there's also you know from white all the way up to black belts. Yeah, and they we are we have a way of getting people addicted to this in a good way and they fall in love so. with it and it's the tribe how everybody takes care of each other everything it's the perfect storm for being brought into an environment and learning something perfect that's not storm. very easy
0: not Mark Wahlberg well I'll tell you what here's a little uh, there's some linkage there because Uh-oh. Perfect Storm was written by Sebastian Younger oh, who that's also right. wrote that's
1: right. Tribe, tribe. That and that's there you perfect. go and
0: it's the tribe that makes people yeah. want to come back exactly there we go We've come full circle, guys. We'll call that an episode. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you later, and bye. <laughs> uh, we got a lot to talk about, dude. Let's. Yes, that was kind of like our preamble. Let's well, talk about. We're gonna the,
1: talk about Maverick and how it was
0: oh based man. off of Star Wars. <laughs> I gotta tell you, we people have been gassing up Top Gun Maverick since it came out, and I have two small children at home, so of course I haven't seen it. Uh, you know, I watch a lot of Bubble Guppies. I've seen. It's um, close. It's almost as exciting. I've seen Camp Rock two about 17,000 times um, but uh, you haven't got to the oh, high school musical phase the girls were sick the girls okay. got sick so Sunday we set them up in Scarlett's room with like you know a bowl of popcorn and we put on like that girl Lele on uh, on Netflix and we snuck downstairs and we watched the first half of Maverick and I couldn't believe how fucking good it was yeah it was awesome it was so good man and then last night we, we snuck in the, the last hour and I, was, I couldn't sleep so from like eleven to one thirty, I was in my head was like, wah, 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 wah. it was uh, an awesome movie, and we were talking about it's the perfect mix of like they play on like nostalgia, yes, they play on like patriotism, yes, and you know what? The whole time, Melissa and I were predicting that they were gonna rip our hearts out at the, at the end. They're like, Maverick's got to die, yeah, he's got to die, yes, and then you see like, and then Goose is looking at you in the sun, yeah, come on, come <laughs> yeah. with me, Math. I, you know, I don't want to blow the movie, but but they went full 1980s and just gave you a happy ending.
1: It was awesome. Like a,
0: like a good story, like like filled your heart instead yes. of destroying our heart. They filled our hearts. It's nice. I couldn't believe it, it was just full throwback to our child, my childhood, not yours. You were like already 40 years old, but it was really such a well well done movie. And Tom it Cruise was awesome. is 60. And he looks younger than I. Again,
1: do. let's talk about his hormone profile.
0: Yeah, well, there's that, and like all the eating babies. Yeah, all things. the homeless babies that he squeezes their placentas into his shakes in the morning. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> he's doing is working.
1: He just doesn't do the greens. He does the little placenta. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, dude. But you know, he's still fit. He's still like sprinting around. Yeah, he. It, awesome movie. It's awesome movie. It was. It, so, it was so awesome. good that I came in today just yapping about it. That's how excited I excited I was. Anyway, that's not what we're talking also, about. Also he
1: came in with his aviators, no shirt, a pair of jeans.
0: That's the way to do it. And no shoes. It's not coming even flip back. Flops. That's gonna be me all summer. I'm gonna get some aviators and jeans and nice roll up, and That's it. That's it. Um we gotta talk about the tournament. Yeah. The in house tournament. It was awesome. It was incredible. Biggest one yet. Huge. It was it
1: was uh We I, should, we could have done four mats easily.
0: We just don't have the we room. We didn't have the room. Yeah. No. I mean I would love to. We just we don't have the room. Um it was awesome, dude. We had like 125 or 130 kids competing. And you know, we always have, when we go into it, there's, we, we do a really good job leading up to it. So like the the week and a half beforehand, depending on what program, like the, the level one, like the white belts, Tony spends a lot of time going over like the points and like basic strategy. Level two and level three, we're more like, you guys know the points, you know strategy. Yeah. Now what are some things you're good at? Let's sharpen it up. Because when you go to compete, it's better to have one sword than like a hundred knives. You know what I mean? For example, like a really good Kimura, Calvin, is going to get you to the finals. It will. You know, if you have like, it did. He hit
1: that Kimura and I was like.
0: Yeah, he's the only kid in the program. The only kid in the program who does a Kimura from the guard.
1: I haven't seen. He's the only one. I know Lily's a big fan of the Kimura because she's like, I hear you're a Kimura guy.
0: From where? The top though. Yeah. Yeah. He's the only one who does it from guard. And, he, and it yeah, got him to the finals. Sure did. And I'll tell you what, Jax was real smart to stand up in his guard. If Jax stayed on his knees he inside, he would have gotten Camorra. He would have
1: gotten Camorra. Yeah,
0: dude, that, that was really cool to see. But anyway, so building up to it, we do a lot, a lot on the front end to get to pre-frame people. Yeah. Because the worst thing that could possibly – we know – we do the tournament because of the benefit – in terms of, of personal growth for the kids like a competitive environment that experience is invaluable invaluable and it's becoming increasingly rare for for kids especially around here to experience actual intense 100 percent competition with very clear winners and losers yes that's the big caveat yeah you know if you won in the tournament we raise your hand if you didn't win you didn't get your hand raised yes but that's okay uh, so we, we prefer the night. kids.
1: Not at, Gordon Ryan's lost. Yeah. Everybody's lost. Yeah, it's just the way it is.
0: However, every single time out, just about every single in-house tournament, we have at least one kid, usually just one kid, who quits after. Yeah, because of whatever reason. Um, I mean, I could pontificate, and I can, I could guess. I'm gonna say this: it's usually not the kid who decides. Yes. You know. Yep. Mom and dad decide, like, "Oh, you did my kid dirty," even though. Dude, Tony and I sit in this office for like four hours and literally we not only do we break up the brackets like with the utmost attention and like, you know, care. After the brackets are divided, we make each matchup. Not only do we make each first round matchup, we look at the brackets to see what's gonna happen next and next and next. Oh yeah. And we do it in such a way that it's just there's no other way that can we, nobody can guarantee the kids going to have like a good experience. You can't guarantee things are going to be 100% fair, but we get as close as you possibly can. And still, you never know what's going to happen that day. You, and and that's one of the things I love. One of the things I love at, about competition is you don't know who's just going to come out like the dark horse who comes out of nowhere and has this like deep well of like fury and fight inside their soul and they just unleash hell. Yeah. And you never know. So that kind of like, it's like when March Madness rolls around, they call them bracket busters. Like the Cinderella team just fucking destroys yep. everybody's bracket. Yep. That happens. And if you're on the receiving end of that, it could really be a a, a jarring experience. You shake you to your core. It shakes you because you think you, you're this person. Dude, there's a pecking order, right? There there's is. a hierarchy. And I know in, in modern society, you're not allowed to say the word hierarchy, but... We say f that. We we fight against that. There's clearly a hierarchy here, clearly. Yes. When you line up in the advanced class at night in the adult advanced tonight's nogi, right? And, and in a lot of ways, Wednesday night nogi at McHugh BJJ the advanced class, that is where we establish the pecking order. Oh yeah. It, it's nogi, so it's a little more pure grappling. Yes. And everybody's here, and everybody knows it's the night we get after it. If you try to. Convince yourself there's not a hierarchy or a pecking order, you're out of your mind. You're out of your mind. Complain. Yeah, you're just, you're full, you're you're, you're blind to, to the truth. But here's the thing just because there's a hierarchy doesn't mean that it, it has to carry a negative connotation. But for sure, like Vandenberg's pretty goddamn high up on the hierarchy. Yeah. You know, like Fons is pretty goddamn high up on the yeah. hierarchy. And obviously, a lot of the new blue belts are super low in the hierarchy, but you should take comfort in that. Knowing where you stand, yes. Knowing where you stand, and yeah. that's important because if you if you're blind to the the signs of where you stand in the pecking order, you got your head in the clouds or your head in the sand, yeah. And you're just blind to reality, yeah. And the danger there is you can't improve now, right? Because you think your shit don't stink and you yes. think you know it all. But when you when it's obvious where you stand in the pecking order, you know where you got to go. You know how to aim. Anyway, so how is that so jarring for a kid? Because you take a kid who in Randori has incredible success. You know, they submit everybody they train with. They think that, like, they're at the top end of the totem pole or whatever. And then some random white belt comes out in front of everybody and smashes you because they just have more fight in them. That can shake you because your your perceived identity just got demolished in front of your entire peer
1: group. Fragility.
0: Yeah, and I could see how that would, that would be like devastating. But here's the good thing. We've got such a good environment, right? And we we do such a we put so much effort into pre-framing these kids so that immediately when that happens, hopefully they use our verbiage of you know, this is now you know like what you need to work on. Now yes. you know where you stand. And now now you're experiencing discomfort and what happens once you experience discomfort and lean into it, you grow. And then yeah. they get another match. Yeah. And then they get another match. Yes. So I don't think anybody had that really bad jarring experience. We didn't get any emails. <laughs> so <laughs> so today's Wednesday, I think we're in the clear. I think it was an over all in all, just a great day.
1: Yes, it was. And it was I and I, I have to say like we, we had on the coaches story, we were calling kids out. Yeah. And it was just oh, you mean after oh yeah, it was just so impressive everything that we. It's saw.
0: funny we didn't say shit for like five or six hours because everybody was just it was hungover. Everybody was dead. Yes, we I couldn't even look at my phone for like five six hours.
1: It was it was and it was like I, it was.
0: But s- once one of us was like, oh man, what a good day! I think oh, yeah. I did. No, you, you know what started, I did? I, I that later that night, Scar was really really sick, which she was so upset to miss the tournament. Dude, yeah, she was sure. crying. She put a lot of work in. She was she would have done well too watching her division. Um, but she made me go through every bracket so i brought the brackets home yeah. she made me go through every bracket and like talk <laughs> of course she wanted to know about Elaine because yes. Elaine's her buddy and she yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. she really like worships Elaine uh, like most of the kids do she made me go through first like let's find Elaine i'm like well she won yeah you know no let's surprise. she's like all right well let's go, where's her bracket and she's like let's go through each match of hers and i had a couple on video of course and then she wanted to look at every we had 11 divisions yeah which That's is awesome well it's the yeah. only way to do it the right way yeah we could have combined a couple of them but man what, It's not it's that's that's not the way not a to good do idea it. um so we went through every bracket and once I was done it, it just it reminded me of all, all these matches we saw yeah and, and it was like every time we look at a new i'm like oh scar this match oh man like anna and Sophia yeah. you should have seen this oh my god this calvin and and jack oh my god or Ellie and and Genevieve you should yes. have seen it uh that got me like you know amped up so I put in the coaches group I was just like guys Good goddamn day, yeah. And then that opened the floodgates. Oh yeah, everybody's like, "Did you? What about this, man? What about that?"
1: I brought it up to Ellie last night. I said, "Because you had asked in the beginning of class, what did we learn?" And blah 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 blah. blah. Ellie, I was reffing Ellie's match against uh, Jax. Yeah, and she she immediately says, "Well, I'm done." And I said, "You're not done. You're in this bracket for a reason. Trust your jujitsu. Mm-hmm. Really trust your jujitsu." go out and just do your best. And if she didn't have almost three for context, she's
0: a she's a junior gray belt.
1: Yes, going against the senior Jackson yellow belt. Jackson has
0: been training for like 6 or 7 years. If not, yeah. So you saw that whole you ref that whole division. Yes. You know Ellie, dude, like you you're with me, but I when I made that bracket, that was the second round. Yes. I knew she, I just knew how it was going to play out. She was going to be going against Jacks, and I knew that was going to be his hardest match of the day. And it was. Because she's so dynamic. Yes. She's so, like, uh, strong, like, willpower-wise. Yes. I just knew that would spell disaster for Jax. Like, if she zigged a couple times. Oh, yeah. Man, like, of course, Jax is awesome. Yes. But, you know, look, the truth is, in in most cases at the in-house tournament, we root for the underdog. Oh, yeah. And we coach the underdog a little bit harder. And that's what we're supposed to do. Oh, yeah. It's not Naga, where we're like, Jax, like, fucking destroy this junior gray belt. Yeah. Um, I was rooting for Ellie. Look, I to. love Jax. He's like yes. one of my kids. Yes. Um, but in that context, that can't be. That can't be on set. I mean, no. he's like yeah. we've watched him since he was. Yeah, dude, he's you know he's like he's just a, a fixture here at the he's school. Family. Yeah. Yes. Um, ever since he was like bop in the lobby when he was like four years old, I'd be like, <laughs> yes. Tony, shut your kid <laughs> shut up. We're trying to up. teach. <laughs> um, but yeah, I knew Ellie was going to give him a hard time, and she she almost triangled him. The, the whole time. place went nuts. Yes.
1: Yes, and after the match was done, three minutes were up. I looked at her. I said, "Well, I go. You get it now." And She was like, "She just looked, nodded." Yeah. Same thing with like Ainsley. Tyson was unbelievable. Oh man, Tyson, he—that's a good name. That yeah. kid is fight. a fighter, man. All fight.
0: Yeah. And I mean, we were going through. There's, there's. I knew. A- I knew Ainsley was gonna do what she did. She's, she is, really like there. Yeah, man. She. You can see when she comes into level
1: three with us. Yeah, where she fits,
0: she she, she can move so well.
1: Oh yeah, she's, she's so, so athletic. Smart.
0: She's smart. She's man.
1: very smart.
0: She's quiet.
1: <laughs> but you know what though? So
0: those are the ones you got to look out for. Yeah, dude. She's got a lot of fight in her. How about the finals? No, she fought for third against yes. Isabel. Who Isabel was undersized. Yes. But, man, she's, in, she's a, a Russian assassin like her dad. She's an unbelievable athlete. This is Doc Leon's daughter. Yeah. She's an incredible She's a figure athlete. skater. Yes. You know? But I'll tell you what. Ainsley was putting it to her. Yeah. They're both crying. Yes. Both of them. They both put it all out there. <laughs> yeah. Isabel digs deep, recovers guard with 30 seconds left, locks in a triangle. Yeah. Runs out of time. Yeah. It was just fucking awesome. Yeah. It was so cool, dude. It was,
1: I gotta tell you, and... You're a girl, dad. I'm a girl. Is that what that's called, girl dad? Yeah, girl dad. And, you know, and you know, I love my daughters beyond words. They're the ones that gave me a heart because I never had a heart before. Yeah, agreed. And so I always, I love to see when the girls succeed. When the girls put it out there,
0: mm-hmm.
1: especially when they're going against the boys. Oh yeah, and you get uh, Genesis. Holy crap! A- another one. She's an assassin. Yeah. I mean, when we did, I was at Grappling Industries uh, last year when she hit, she was hitting
0: people with inverted triangles. Yes. that's so what she just triangled the crap out sh- of triangle everybody.
1: Triangled the crap out of everybody.
0: Yeah. I love to see it. Jordan hung tough, though. Jordan. Dude, Jordan, you, you guys were like, man, Jordan did great in the coaches group. And it's funny because you probably forget, I think he won two of these. Yes, he did. He's, he's like this quiet, like... He's the dark horse. He turns it Why up. Why are we still considering him a dark horse when he's in the fucking finals year, yeah. after, year after, after year after year after year? After year. He turned. He's his, a like, gamer. Is he, is he is a gamer. And like his wrestling was real. His ta- yeah. I think everybody He well, to He take wrestled him. this year. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. He had to have because yeah. his takedowns were on point.
0: Well, man, he was taking Tyson down like almost at will. And yeah. Tyson, he wrestled two years. Yeah. It's just, man, it's so much good stuff, dude. It's really. How about. Um, I love it. I just love to
1: see these kids get the opportunity in the safe confines Yeah, to get after it, man.
0: How about the Tiny Sharks? That kid, RJ, when he fought Della. Holy crap. Della's, Della's crying, crying the whole time. Crying the whole time. RJ's... He, the kid's talented, man. Yeah. But Della... Della is nails. Dude, how about she's crying? And just... She's like, on bottom. She's crying. She's stuck. And she just goes Super Saiyan. And just goes... <laughs> <"Brah,"> and like <laughs> explodes out. <laughs> just like...
1: She's really she's. I tell you what, the future is very bright, man. Yeah, it's so awesome to see that. These kids are so talented. They are. It's unbelievable. And you know what's funny? I mean, Dorn Randori. They kind of ah, yeah. They weren't laughing much. Well, dude, that that's why we do it—the opportunity to put it out there.
0: Yeah. Look. Uh, and we, we folk like it's important how we we frame these things like the words we use like yeah. when we you know Quote-unquote market it to the parents when we're like hey, you know We got the in-house tournament coming up. This is a great chance for we always say your kids to step outside their comfort zones yeah. Experience growth, you know enjoy uh, the experience of like uh, the competitive environment yeah. in a safe place yep. Blah 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 all these things which is true but this time around we really highlight the fact that they're gonna showcase their their skills. Yes. This is an opportunity to showcase your jujitsu. That's what this was, man. Oh yeah. Because there was a you lot kinda see it in Randori, but man, when there's nothing on the line, it's not the same. it's hard to unless they're like Elaine or like Messiah, it's hard to get a kid to really go hard. Yes. In in Randori. Dude, it's it's a Tuesday night. They're yeah. like <laughs> they don't understand the 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 gravity of of the grappling that they're exactly. doing. The tournament when there's like a little medal on the I was gonna they're not cheap by they're the way. I was gonna gold. say this cheap little they're way more expensive than the Naga ones. I'll tell you that <laughs> um yeah, they're solid gold try don't try to sell them so it's hard to get the kids to really like go hard, yeah so you don't really know what they're capable of. That's one of the reasons we get so shocked at some of these matches, oh yeah, it's like we look at each other like, where the fuck did that come from? Yes, it's in there. Yeah, it's in there. That. It's yeah. in there for all of them. It's just, like, does the that that deep fire inside their heart, can it be backed up by, like, physicality skill. and skill yeah. and, like, athleticism? You get a guy, I tell you, you get a
1: kid like Callen. Huge heart. A kid's yeah. all heart. And he... That was a he, fun match, too, against yeah. Julian. Yes. Because
0: yeah, Julian's older, more athletic. Yeah. You know, Callen's way bigger. But, you know, he's...
1: He's just, man, you see the heart, man. You see that really they put... Cool. It, that. You know, our heart has, and we talk about grit. You know, that's what it is, man. I, those thing you need. If you have those two things, man, your your future is very bright.
0: The two weeks leading up to the tournament, and again, unfortunately, Scarlett got sick. I saw her training harder, and look, man, I don't hover. I let her do her. When we're here, I'm not daddy. Yeah, I'm not even like her. Really, her. She likes to take Tony's classes. She's six years old, so technically, she's not even allowed to take level two yet. Sometimes she does. You know, nepotism. <laughs> um, But, dude, she was the one, like, every day she comes home from school, she's like, where's my gi? Every day. That's every day. Awesome. You know, like, we try to, like, encourage her to train two, three times a week, but every day she was training. And then I poke my head over, and she's going hard, man. Yeah. She, and she looked good. She looked she move. good. She moves And it's well. just as a dad, because you're talking about grip. Yeah. As a dad, I can just, like, breathe a sigh of relief. Oh, yeah. Because you don't know if that's in there for a lot of kids.
1: Yes. I, I you know, Jack, I would I'll take him like on Wednesday, I'll take him over to TKO uh to do work with Kafaro on yeah. Muay Thai. And I'm watching Jack kick these pads and I'm seeing Ryan's head bobble. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't wanna get kicked by Yeah, Jack. it's just like
0: thank God that's in there.
1: It is, man. God, I love to see it. When you see and and I we have a how how many kids we have? Three hundred kids? Something like that. We have three hundred examples of just watching these kids grow and mature and you yeah. see them put it out there and they get that that they just get that thing that th- that special thing and not they all put of it out there not all of them and not here, all of them. and here's
0: here's why you have I, 300 opportunities that and here's why I'm so proud of what we we do here whether you're a kid or an adult but especially the kids like as a dad I'm watching Scarlett and You know, up till now, she would just be dicking around. She's here to have fun with her friends, which is fine. It's fine. But, you know, part of me is like, is she one of those kids who just doesn't have it? Like, the ability to impose force? Yes. Uh, I hope she does, but, you know, she might be one of those kids. Because we all know those kids. Like, we played sports with those kids. the 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 bench warmers. There's no bench warming in jujitsu, which is good. So, as a dad, I'm glad that she has that fight, because I've seen it. It's there. So now that I know it's there. All right, whew, we're good. It's a breath of fresh air. Yeah, let's build on it. But if it wasn't, it's even more important that she's here. Yes. Because imagine a kid who's who's doesn't have that like that power to to dig deep and fight the ability to, like uh, the application of force. We'll call it. Yes. The kids who just you know they have like three left feet and you know you push them they fall over. Yeah. They just don't know how to like they have no coordination. They can't move. They, can't they don't move. know how to move. They can't control their bodies. And on then top, you're expecting them to control another human? Well, on top of that, they can't control their bodies. You know, they're they're weak and like they're uncoordinated. Yes, they're probably not going to ex- excel at team sports for at least a long time. Maybe puberty might be kind to them, but you know, you don't know. You never know. We all know adults who they can't tie their fucking shoes. You know. Yes. Um. If if that's your kid, if that's your kid, what would be worse than them being that like just pushover? Them being that pushover who doesn't even know how to, like, defend themselves. Yes. At least with jiu Like, man, I see it in karate all the time. I see it in karate all the time. You go into a lot of these karate rooms, and look, I'm glad they're there. I'm glad the kid's there. It's better than not being yes. there. But let's call it what it is. It's not a self-defense program. No. Those kids cannot punch through a, pet, a wet paper bag. Yes. They cannot kick. Through like a st- like they can't knock over a kicking shield that nobody's holding, so to convince those kids that they're learning how to defend themselves, like it's highway robbery. It is right. And you're selling but something. But look, I get it. You're you're they're exercising. Yes, it's an exercise program yes. and it's like an achievement program and it's a confidence builder. But don't convince that that kid that he, if like the bully put you're not he's not gonna punch that bully and hurt him. He's it's like. I tell Melissa, don't pull out a knife in a fight because you're going to get stabbed. Yeah. Like you're weaker, you're small. It's not a good idea. Yes. Same kind of thing with these kids who can't even walk and chew bubble gum. And like, they, you shouldn't be teaching them that punching somebody is still, <laughs> ain't going to happen. Yes. However, if you teach them how to get to the clinch and how to play guard, yes. You know, maybe how to sweep and get to the mount, that's a different story. It's a different story. Completely different. <laughs>
1: I was uh, in the sauna yesterday morning, and it's funny. I had two conversations take place. Ah,
0: uh, oh, dude, no talking in the sauna.
1: It just so happened. So the um, guy that was sitting next to me, his son's 15, uh, high-level basketball player, was out playing out in Long Beach. And uh, it was brought up because, you know, we were, I forget how the how we started talking because I never talked to anybody in the, in the sauna, ever. It, yesterday, it just happened. And he's like, you know, his kid's, fifteen, he's like six one or so, he's athlete. You know, he's talking about he wants to get his kid into some self defense. And obviously I brought up Jiu Jitsu. And uh he's like, What about the, the that that MAGA that crab thing? I go, Well, I mean that's a choice if you want to stab somebody in the face, but I mean, I'd rather control somebody and let the police shake it Dude, out. Dude,
0: really, really, the basis of Krav is just like the berserker thing. Yeah. It's like overwhelming somebody with like, a short bursts of incredible violence and hoping to either end it. To neutralize it. Neutralize it, it or get away. But That's like I, cool, there's and something I said there. To but what about when the fight goes longer than 10 seconds or yes. 20 seconds?
1: And basically, yo, it's the one thing that, if there's ever a selling point, you go, was it, 99? Point eight of all fights go to the ground. Yeah. Do you want to be skilled on the ground or not? So I said that to him. He goes, "I'd rather him be on the ground, being able to control somebody." I said, "Well, there's your answer."
0: Look, man, if the kid's six one, he's fifteen, and he's a, a super athlete, learn how to box is probably just just fine. Yeah, that'd be good too. And you know? I,
1: you know, his dad's like, "I'm in the box." I go, right, get him in the box at two. Then there's this other guy uh, that's in the uh, <laughs> that's in the sauna, and he's like, uh, you know, uh, my friends. Uh, fiance does that he's getting married in march i'm like you mean chris vandenberg <laughs> he's like
0: is that his last
1: name <laughs> uh, look at that. so uh, take a look i go yeah. well, i didn't bring up the uh the bum fight the bum fight i asked chris the other this day poor chris, to a I, hope, girl. I hope chris has hires a bum to bum <laughs> <rush> the ceremony.
0: <laughs> so he goes you remember this babe yeah well what about in the church when the priest is like speak now or forever hold your peace and the door kicks open it's the bomb and it's three of them <laughs>
1: <laughs> so ellie f- what a love story what a love story and uh just showed up on my timeline today i meant to share it out uh but i was busy working was uh vandenberg got his first stripe today like so many years ago
0: on his white belt, on his white belt? what yeah. year was it how long has he been training it's hard Four to tell because he trains five times a week yeah yeah, four years ago, four and a half yeah. years ago. Crushing it. Yeah. Speaking
1: of, I mean, a belt promotion was awesome.
0: Oh, man. 27. How, we once. haven't been on since the belt promotion? Nope. Get nope. The hell out That's of.
1: why I've been bugging you to get on, because we've had a lot to talk about.
0: Life is happening fast. Way too fast, man. Yeah.
1: Way too fast. And uh, with 27 white belts, and Friday night during comp class, before comp class, we were just, you know, everybody's shooting shit. And I said, you know what's funny? because they were talking about the belt promotion. Zeph was there. You know, I'm like, yeah. I figure it was his eightieth class this <laughs> Tuesday. Of the week. I asked him, I said, you know, you have enough you have enough check ins to get your purple belt now, right? <laughs> yeah. And uh, you got your belt Tuesday. But uh I said, you know what's funny, I said I think the first belt promotion there was two blue belts that went out. That yeah. would be Kelowna and Sam. Sam, smoking, smoking Sam. Smoking Sam. Yeah. And I said, We went from two to twenty seven. That's insane. Yeah. I'm like And
0: that was us being selective. Yeah. Like we easily could have given out a few more that but I don't like doing that. No. I don't I think the total was twenty eight. Yeah. Twenty eight. Twenty eight. That which That's is nuts, man. But I like I said at the bell promotion, our goal now is, you know, I wanna write it down on the calendar. I'll put it put it in my like Gmail calendar two years from now. I want there to be twenty-eight purple belts. Yeah, twenty-eight purple belts. That's, That's the goal. That is the goal. Because, man, the real mark, like you said, this the is, health of an academy is judged, in my opinion, by purple belts. Purple belts, exactly. Anybody can fall in love with jujitsu, do it for a year, become a blue belt. Yeah sprint i was
1: joking and and again i was joking with somebody i said hey looks like you got your black belt you're gonna quit now (laughs) you know it was zeph i was joking with zeph because he doesn't take enough classes i said uh, you know i hope you don't get feel like you got your black belt and you quit now i go it's a long journey and i was like zeph's not going anywhere no i can't imagine him going anywhere but it's you know i gotta break his stones it's gotta be done he's such a nice guy yeah. Such a nice guy. He was
0: here Monday. I got to tell you, I, last Wednesday, it was the night after we gave out so many blue belts, and I'm like, all day, I'm like talking to Melissa. I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do tonight? Like, we're going to have to modify everything we do. We might not even be able to do the warm. I was anticipating having 70 people on the mat. It was one of our smaller, it wasn't small. It was it was pretty average. Nogi night. Yeah. It was like we had 50.
1: 52. <clears throat> we counted 54, I think. Last I Wednesday? Yeah. No, that Monday was 54. 54, uh, we had almost, we had 50 on uh, on Wednesday. I thought too. it was
0: going to be like 65, 70.
1: Yeah, I kind of expected that. Um, there was a lot of celebrating point being, Tuesday of night. all
0: the blue belts, it was only like five of them yeah. showed up. Yes. Which, you know, whatever. I don't know why. But it's all good. Like like maybe they're letting it marinate. Who knows? Uh, maybe they can't do a Tuesday and a Wednesday night because of family obligations. I don't know. I don't read into, into it too much. But then Monday was the biggest gi class we've had in six months seven months awesome monday night advanced gi is not dwindling but compared to no gi classes it's relatively small
1: maybe it's because of uh well maybe they're starting to come in droves now because we talked about it a couple of weeks ago where hey monday's kind of dwindling off yeah nah
0: dude it was it, we had like 12 or 13 of those new blue belts that's awesome yeah man so it was we had 54 people in in a gi class i haven't seen that Dude, I haven't seen that in months and months It's been a while. It it used to be guaranteed. Usually I'm on the other
1: side anyways, but... Yeah, but you poke your head over it.
0: But usually it's Monday. Wait, like six months to a year ago, Monday was just the night. Yeah. Monday. And then, you know, Wednesday kind of crept up on it. And then for a while there was like, you know, it was pretty even. Yes. And then Monday started to slip. Dwindle a little. Yeah.
1: I wonder if that had something to do with like football season and stuff like that.
0: No, dude. I think it's... It's probably from this goddamn podcast where we just talk about nogi all the time. <laughs> but I'll tell you what. I I felt like invigorated, not reinvigorated, just more invigorated. I'm always, yeah. I'm always invigorated. I'm always invigorated. Yes. Um, I got the vig. But Zeph is leaving. and I'm like, dude, I'll see you Wednesday night. He's like, I don't know. I was like, you don't know.
1: That's what I said.
0: I was like, what do you mean?
1: I go, dude. And he's like,
0: ah, I kind of like, he's like, I like the the gi. I was like, what the? F-? I was like, all right. Yeah. I haven't heard that. In, he was here. I haven't heard that in like five years. I know.
1: We'll see if he comes tonight. I, he was here last week. Last Wednesday he was here. Because I was breaking the stones Tuesday night. Because he kind of said the same thing. I'm like, dude, you don't get your blue belt and just sit around in your house with the blue
0: belt dude, on. Dude, look.
1: And teach don't forget your blue belt. If you
0: way. love ghee, I get it. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you this. I had more fun training in the ghee on Monday than I have in a really long time. That's good. And I think what it comes down to is, it's like m- most things, perspective. It's just like a mind, mindset shift. Like just wherever you are, be there. Yeah. Whatever you're doing, like be all in. Yeah, be all in. Go classroom. all the way, Charles yeah. Bukowski. Go all the way. Go. You all ever way. heard that poem?
1: Yes, I have actually.
0: It's really good. It's go good. all the way. If you're going to do it, go all the way. Don't half-ass anything. No, you have to
1: whole-ass it. it's hard to sit with one butt. You can fall right <laughs> off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This is what my father used to tell me. Yeah, Peter, it's hard to sit with one ass. You're going to fall off the chair.
0: Yeah, dude, you can't half-ass you
1: it. You can't half-ass anything, no matter what it is just go all in you know
0: that's got me pretty far dude
1: uh yeah it has you're doing a pretty uh bang up job here sir
0: yeah i guess that's um that's a good segue to make the big announcement i guess hold on a sec (laughs) (laughs) all right so uh it's been in the mix for a little bit and you guys probably have heard rumblings but we just secured our second location that's pretty awesome we are in the works for McHugh bjj collingswood outstanding yeah man like right on Haddon Avenue we're gonna have a little that spot taco place over there it is I'm gonna work in there Tuesdays
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's exciting man and yeah, it is and the, the important thing is this that it's in line with our mission you know and it's it's getting pretty clear that I don't think we're maxed out here at headquarters we could probably squeeze a couple more bodies in and we could probably redo the schedule and get super creative with time slots and all yes. this but Dude, this place can carry pretty much six hundred people. This—that's kind of like we're our, like
1: one away from six at hundred. We're point. like
0: one. No, we're a couple. If you, if you count of, like, like all the coaches and like yeah. their families, we're, we're, we're 600. way past six hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you guys can see it. Like you can feel it. It's an academy is like a living, breathing organism, and it finds homeostasis. Yes, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. and that's kind of what happens. So, like you know, you make different curricula which is the plural curriculum <laughs> what a pretentious <laughs> dick so dude your schedule your staff yes your the different programs you want so your curriculum and just everything about the academy like the you call it the system it'll support x amount of students yeah and like we've been through this for nine years how about now. we call it a framework yeah the framework that it supports X amount of students. Kind of like an ecosystem yes. will support X amount of animals. Yes. And it's like if you have too many wolves, the deer population dies out. And yes. if you have not enough wolves, there's too many deer, and they eat all the vegetation, and then the frigging rabbits die out. Shitty metaphor, but whatever. Um, you know, we've been through it. So like when I first opened up, the goal was, let's get to 100 students in the first year, and that's, that's what we did. Then I had to bring on Tony. Because yes. I had to redo the entire framework, like you're saying. And then we immediately took over the spot next door, the baseball card shop. Yeah, Remember that? Yeah, I do. And then, you know, that got us to like, like 250, I think. We celebrated like mad men. And we just stayed there. Like you hit the ceiling. It's like you can't grow past that certain point. We did hit a little. We hit the ceiling hit a, a little few. bit. We hit a few. Every time we hit a ceiling, I watch it and I wait. And I see what's going on. We're going to pop And down then we got to change yeah. the framework, which usually means add another program, add yes. a couple classes, add an instructor. But man, where we're at right now, I I don't want to get to the point where the lifestyle that the instructors live is not an appealing one. Like Tony's got a pretty goddamn good life. Man. Yeah, I'm pretty jealous. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, I don't really hold you guys to the flame. Like, you guys have full freedom to come and go, and like, I don't I don't hold anybody's toes to the fire. So That's, to speak. <clears throat> it's important. Yes. Because at the end of the day, like, we're here because we love jujitsu and we like being around each other. So for us to get to like 750 students in this one location, we would have to change everything. Yes. Like, you know, we'd have to run it like a business, man. It just makes me yucky. It feels yucky. Um, So the framework we have right now, it's clear that this is where we've been stuck at like 590 for a while. Yes. That's just kind of where this is going to be, which is fine. It's good. I like it. But, dude, I don't like the fact that now we're stuck. We have a a ceiling of how many people we can share jujitsu with. Yeah. Like the idea is like, like Alan, man, Alan reached out. So we closed on the building yesterday and Alan's like, how'd it go? I'm like, great, man. Thanks for everything. And he's like, you know, my bags are like, I'm ready to rock. Like yeah. I'm ready for the journey. And he says, you know, no more ripples. Now it's waves. Yeah, he's right. I love that. He's right. That's what we want to do. Yeah. Because man, our approach to jujitsu and our style of jujitsu and our way of welcoming people onto the mat and how much effort and, and skill. We've put into lowering the barrier of entry. Oh man, like we can't limit that. No. To just this one corner in Marlton, we'd be man. doing a disservice to the community. Hundred percent around. And us. the other thing is, man, there's that, and I want there to be like jujitsu has given me so my I love my life and it's given me so much. Both, you know, like in the in a very like acute kind of way, an adorable kind of way, like in the acute way of like my confidence like I can fight I I, I, I feel good in my body I, I, I like how my body looks like it, I'm I have interpersonal relationships at this point in my life where a lot of people don't yeah And like I saw some some like survey numbers that were terrifying that like like a huge swath of men don't have friendships anymore yeah and it's th- that's like a that's way more of an indicator of your your future health than like uh like your body Gym weight. Yeah, yeah. Stuff BMI. like that. Yeah. Uh, I have all these things. Jiu Jitsu's given them to me. And it's given me a career. Like, I've, you know, I, I don't have to have like an OnlyFans account because, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm doing okay. Yeah. I could provide for my family. And Jiu Jitsu's given me that. And Ricardo gave me that through opportunity. Yes. Ricardo gave me that through opportunity. And he did it in a different way. Like, he was more like, I was watching this thing on Netflix. It was like Our Planet. And they were, no sea wolves. It's like Vancouver Island, like up in in Canada. And uh, they they track like, you know, these wolves that live by the sea. They track like these sea otters, adorable. And they track like these eagles. And these eagles are pretty brutal. Like they... They're nasty, man. One of the the chicks, they let just die. Yeah. And uh, you know, I'm not saying Ricardo would would just let me die, but he literally was like, hey man, congrats on your black belt. So awesome. See you. Get out. Yeah, 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 (laughs) yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was pretty much, he did it in like a, a way... I'm not going to go so far as to say loving, but he did with my best interest at heart.
1: I also, I think it's also, you know, when when it's time for the bird to leave the nest, it's yeah. time. Yeah, look. Be, it, you, and this is, you know, from my view of knowing your story, knowing how things go, uh, you were just at that point. Oh,
0: I, I needed to leave.
1: Yes. 100 had You had done everything you could have done there. Yeah. You couldn't have done any more. Make what? Pick up another class? I mean. No. What else? You well, got Gordon
0: Ryan to where he is today. Yeah, I did. I, I mean, did it's, by, <laughs> it's all you. <laughs> yeah. I mean. By helping them start that academy. Exactly. No, nah, dude. The truth is <clears throat> there's two ways you could do it. It's either the. the, the We're not going to go with this <laughs> eagle metaphor. Like I needed opportunity to grow. Yes. And. There there wasn't much growth happening at that at the academy. You then. cannot be a beautiful peacock. You gotta <laughs> let me fly. You gotta fly. So listen, dude, let me let me fly. So I needed to leave to to grow. Yes. It, it, there was no opportunity anymore for growth. Like I yeah. maxed that that out because the nest so to speak wasn't growing. No. You know what I mean? Like yeah. like Ricardo was kinda happy with where the academy was. Like he didn't have grand plans of like like taking over the doing more. Doing yeah. more. Um, so he would kind of follow the old school model of like, all right, you got your black belt, go somewhere else and open up your school. Good luck. Now, Tony is still here because we've had the opportunity to continue to grow the nest, so to speak. There's still opportunity. Like we're still looking to take over this entire shopping center. We're still looking to do more and more and more in Marlton and like bringing more people in plenty opportunity to grow for Tony yes but for the other guys coming up like the other black belts coming up and the other like you know full-time instructors coming up we still at the end of the day we have two mats and you know you can only offer so much opportunity yes and there's one way to do it man we open
1: up plus you're providing
0: more opportunity exactly like you said it's good for everybody yeah it's it's exciting it's you know we get to like alan said we're not making ripples anymore in the community we're making waves yeah you know like all of this air, like South Jersey like all these I, I predict I predict in five years in five years like in this you know vicinity like McHugh Cherry Kick. Hill yeah <laughs> Cherry Hill no man I want all of my black belts every, I want to make it like this I want to make it so that as long as there's like a desire to of course of I would course never, this right. isn't like something I would never no. force anybody into but like you know if you're not an idiot why would you want to <laughs> if you know Oh, I want there to be a path to, to school ownership for every one of my black belts. Yeah. I want it to. And I want us to be so good at it the same way we're so good at bringing a white belt to a blue belt and a blue belt to a purple belt. And, and we're getting really good at, at at helping people get the black belt now, which that takes a lot of time. Yeah. I want it to be that clear. And we're making it pretty easy to become an instructor now, too. Like, we're getting really good at teaching people you how to teach. You got this guy to be an instructor. You, you can, can let Skitino, anybody. know He could be an instructor. Absentee father here training as a newborn <laughs> at home. He has three newborns at 32 home. 32 newborns at He's home. He's got six kids under six months. <laughs> um, oh, yes, yeah, so he hasn't even been able to shave his head. No. Um, yeah, dude, so the same way that there's a path to blue belt. No, we'll go even a step back. The same way we've made stepping onto the mat for the first time accessible. Easier. Right? And welcoming. Better. We've made earning your blue belt accessible and welcoming. We we eradicated the blue belt blues. We made it so if you wanna become an instructor, we've got the instructor toolkit and we can train you. Yes, there's I, plenty of tools. Yeah, like you. Yes. And now I want it to be a clear path to owning your own school. Exactly. I want it to be a clear path to having a career as a jiu-jitsu instructor and I want it to be, we're making waves and not ripples. Ripples, I, 100%. And that's, you know,
1: you know, you had uh, texted me the other day about the, whatever we were, what you know, my comment of, because I had to miss on Monday. But I don't look at myself as a part-time instructor. I look at myself as a full-time instructor with a (laughs) part-time job during the day (laughs) that takes up a little more time than I like. My, you know, I, you know, my schedule without the, the, you know, the hiccup that I have going on right now is based on being here and making an impact in people's lives. And that's three classes a night, level three, level two, and fundamentals. Yeah, man. and that's that's my framework that's my existence that's who i am and you know it's i i guess it's kind of selfish where i'm just like that that's that's it this is you know my disneyland i don't go on vacation i go on vacation every night when i come in here yeah you know because we i feel just amazing when i'm when i leave you know being able to make an impact on people's lives so that being said at the same time being able to provide somebody you know we got rc we got kelly we got these guys that are trying to help out it's like man that's awesome yeah and they feel the same way they see it they feel it and that you know i think it's when you can come up with the perfect cocktail let's call it a an (laughs) old-fashioned with the right bourbon right it's an amazing drink yeah you know and we've come up with the mixture it's repeatable and you could put it to somebody and say hey all you have to do is do this yeah, and, you there, have
0: an and and the beautiful thing about jujitsu. Oh, there it has. Is you get ten black belts, all ten of them are gonna have very different styles of jujitsu, yes. and all ten can be incredibly effective on the mat. And if you get ten instructors, all ten can have a different style of instruction, and they're gonna. Because yeah. if they don't, if they try to mimic each other, doesn't work. It's not gonna work. Like if Battle tried to be Tony, it would be laughable. Tony yeah. tries to be me, and it kind of works. It kind of works, <laughs> but after that, it's not replicable. Yes. So our job is this, like, and we've we've done this, man. I, you guys don't might not realize this, but I spent, I've been thinking about this long and hard, and, and for like the last six months, I've really been like codifying what it is that we do so well yeah. on the mat because I've been around, man, and I, you guys see, like, when an instructor comes in, like, we've got a, a teaching methodology that most people can't even like comprehend like the idea of of most jujitsu schools having a teaching methodology they're like what the fuck are you talking about you just yeah. go teach the armor bar no no, no 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 no. we've got a list of things that have to happen every class we have like a a list of, of tools to keep class on track Time limit a bunch of stuff yes. a bunch there's dozens of, of things that are easy to remember and easy to learn now Inside of that, there's wiggle room for your personality. Yes. There's wiggle room for like your temperament and like you know just like the flavor of your classes. Yes. That's like man, that's such an appealing way to make a, a living to to have your career. Like, once once we do this, once once we open the second location, and you know it's no shock. I'm gonna put that on there. Yes. But if we're gonna we'll all yeah, jump yeah. in here and there,
1: <clears throat> especially on Tuesdays to talk Taco Tuesday.
0: Yeah. But I want, <clears throat> excuse me, I want, you know, I obviously I want battle to have ownership because what I don't want to have is like just a revolving door of instructors. Yes. You know, so for the most part, battle will be there. And we'll still have battle here like, you know, mornings and stuff and, you know, a couple nights. But uh, he's going to be like proof of concept. I'm like battle. No, no pressure. <laughs> yeah. But like but like 10 guys, <laughs> they're the future. Their their careers kind of like are hanging in the balance of, of you making this work. Yeah which he's going to nail it. He's yeah. going to nail it, dude. Like he knows the he just knows the system. Yeah. He knows the system. And when he's out on his own like and he's putting all of his own heart into it and he puts his own flavor to it, yeah. it's authentic. It's genuine, authentic and sincere and people are going to just just it's going to resonate with people. Yeah. He's, they're going to love him. Plus he's an incredible martial artist. Well, there's that.
1: Although That's
0: I, the last thing although, people care about though.
1: No, it is true. It, but I will say this. Um Knowing that your instructor can do it when it counts, it matters, goes yeah. a long way.
0: Yeah, look, everybody, you're gonna have a couple dozen people who are gonna go there just because it's John Battle. Oh, 100%. And then, dude, dude, keep in mind though, at Ricardo's, people will come in, I'd be wearing a purple belt, and they'd be like, Oh, are you Ricardo Almeida? They don't, nobody knows, nobody gives a shit. You're not Ricardo, Almeida? I'm not, no. I'm leaving, even though uh, Nick Cagia, uh, every time I see him at Naga, he's like, Hey, Ricardo, <laughs> <laughs> um, but. When battle makes this work and it's, it's like obvious that the system works and, and, and he's got this am- amazing life, which he already does, Yeah, um, it's proof of concept. Then you get a guy like Aladdin. Yeah. When Aladdin leaves his engineering job to run a full-time uh, jiu-jitsu academy, yeah. that's when you know the waves are just crashing and yeah. we're, we're just impacting everybody. That's an awesome thing. It's exciting, man. The, the last straw for me was this. Look, this has always been the goal the goal has always been just to expand our influence and like units of human influence. That's always been the phrase, units of human influence. How many lives can we change? How yes. many people can we just affect in the in a, for the better? Yeah. And uh, it's always been on the radar, but but what like lit the fire under my ass was when I went to Jacksonville. Jacksonville I was just gonna say that. Dude, I'm sitting Jacksonville. in Jacksonville and I'm at like this business summit. I'm the only jujitsu guy there. They're all like karate guys, kung fu guys, taekwondo guys. And they all like train too. They all have like quote unquote jiu-jitsu programs. They're all blue belts. They yeah. do like they do like, you know, Henner stuff, like level one, whatever. But they're karate guys. And I'm looking around and and I don't want to sound like condescending, but none of them look like me. You know what I mean? Yeah. They don't look like you. They don't look like me and you. Yeah. Or, it, like, Tony's misleading because Tony looks like a scrawny little guy. You ever see Tony with the shirt off?
1: He's yeah. Minnie M- McGregor. Dude, he's jacked. He's Minnie McGregor. He's ripped to the
0: bone. Yes. You know, you could put, like, a like a trading card stuck under his peck and yes. it's not going to go anywhere. Uh, battle, bad example, but battle. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you know, you look, like, you look at Alan, you look at Aladdin, and Aladdin's built like a friggin' like yeah. mannequin before they start becoming body positive. <laughs> um and uh, but the point being we hold each other and ourselves to a very very high personal standard. Yes. Because we're in it as martial artists first. Yeah. Um and I'm not saying that these guys aren't. It's just they don't hold them they clearly don't hold themselves to the same personal standards.
1: Everybody's got a different standard.
0: Yes, and they're all doing different things. It's fine. It's just not what we do. No. And martial arts wise, none of them can do what we can do. No. And they all they know. They know like they kind of like defer a little bit and like it's It's cool, like you know. They don't. They're not pretending that there's something they're not. I think.
1: I think again. This goes back to self-awareness.
0: Yeah, they have that. And let me be very, very clear. They are helping a lot of people. A lot of people. They are improving people's lives. Like fitness. Crapping on them. No, 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 no. It's just I don't. That's not what we do. Yes. And what we do is just a little bit more intense. I think a little. I'm not gonna say. I'll stop there. You know what we do, guys. If you're listening to this, you've come to class, you've done Randor, you've trained, you know. Yeah. Go down the street to you know the AmeriKick. They're not doing this. Mm-hmm. They don't feel like you feel when you're done training. No. If the fit hit the Shan, as you like to say, <laughs> yes. they you're capable, guys. You are very capable. And, and you're, and you're I, getting
1: a chance to prove it every and time. And I'm going to tell you right show. now, a
0: lot of other places are just not. And it's as simple as that. So moving forward. I'm looking around this room of all these school owners and they've got like five, six schools or some of them have like 10, 11, 12 schools. And uh, it just dawned on me like, the only reason we don't have more schools is because we don't have more schools, you know? Yeah. Like the best way to do it is to do it. Yeah. There is no perfect moment. Like what What am I waiting for? Wait, it's time to go. It's just and I it. literally came home, I came home Saturday night, went so, out with the girls. Yeah. You know, I took my, because I've never been away from my family like that. We went out, had a great dinner as a, as a family at Las Scala's Fire. It was Love really it. fun. Woke up Sunday, called Brian, purple belt slash realtor extraordinaire. Yeah. We went and saw the building, yeah. put in an offer. That's awesome. Literally that fast. Yeah. You know, and then we just closed on it. Now it's time to go. It's time to go. It's
1: awesome. Yeah, man. It, it really is awesome. And
0: and guys, here's one th- one thing I get excited about, and I want you guys to wrap your heads around this. In like five, ten years when we've got when all of our black belts have schools, this is headquarters. Like you guys are the OG headquarters crew. Yeah. Like that's that's exciting to me, man. Like I, I like the thought of that. And like imagine what we've talked about this for nine years now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man, in a few more years, it's either we keep taking over the spots here or we go ast- across the street to the woodloft and we get this big, or we get that skating rink. Yes. That's been condemned for God knows how long. And then that's headquarters. And yeah. before you know it, Saturday mornings at headquarters, there's 250 people in Nogi class. It's magic. Coming from all the satellite schools. Yeah. Yeah, dude, just imagine like the the entity that we would be. It's like a man. The, It's the awesome. force.
1: And it, I won't... I, I don't like to use the term dream because I don't think it's a dream. I think it's a reality in the works. Yeah, I think
0: we're just... One foot in front of the
1: other. 100%, you know? Because, you know, and like we, we've we discussed it before, I am I look around, you know? Right now I'm not in a situation that's <laughs> optimal for that. But I look around and look, you know, I'm always looking around for a place. Maybe we could put something here, put something there. I mean... It, like I said, I said it before in the podcast. I feel like I'd do you a disservice if I didn't have a school to you, you know? And it's obviously something I want um, to do. When? see when all this shit gets fixed over
0: here. but It's uh, only a matter of pulling the trigger. Yeah. Yeah, it is, you know? If only you had access to somebody who could help you build out the structure and the framework to run a successful academy. Hmm. hmm. Uh, you know what? I'll think about it. I'll talk Let to the Tiger I, Shulman guy. <laughs> Yo, you'd be smart to do that. Right, that guy's brilliant. Yo, I'll tell you what. People like to, they I they don't know had why. They still have the one at Cherry Hill too? Yeah. Uh, I think so, yeah. yeah. People like to, I don't know why, they'll poop on Tiger Shulman. You can't poop on You that. can't, dude. They're, they're, they're legit, f- man. Legit. Legit. And and all the systems that all the schools run in terms of like class structure and, and like enrolling students and all, all the things, They everybody stole it from Tiger Shulman way back in the day. Oh, yeah. And the funny thing legit. is, yeah, he's legit. You can look him up on YouTube right now. Yeah. Ron Shulman, look yeah. it up. You'll see him in a, in a big, he's got a big afro yep. in the 70s, going in Kyokushin competitions, doing like wheel kicks, knocking people unconscious. Yeah. Cornering um, guys in the UFC. Legit, dude. Yeah. And their first school was right down the street from my uncle's school way back in the day. So there's like a little beef there, yeah, yeah. you know, and like they like dojo stormed one time when I was a little kid. Yeah. The whole the whole nine. It was a lot of fun. But I my uncle always holds Shulman in high, high regard. As yeah. do I,
1: that's awesome, dude.
0: They they run a, a tight ship, a legitimate program. Yeah, they're legit, man. It's all good. It is good. I mean, I'm you know jujitsu. I don't <laughs> know, strangle them all unconscious, <laughs> but they're legit. Yes,
1: yes, sir, one hundred percent. And and I wouldn't, you know, I don't. Again, I think it's like uh, we, you know, just discussions at work. We have these all these you know groups to meet. And I'm in this wellness committee and all this stuff. And uh, the one person was like, oh, I got my black belt in whatever. And I'm like, that's outstanding. That's outstanding. I yeah. People said- well,
0: that's not easy to do. Oh, what do you think? I go just because it's easier than what what, what we're doing, we doing doesn't mean it's easy.
1: Oh yeah, it's not easy. I'm, I'm not saying it is. No, I,
0: I know. Just it's clear. We have to be clear for our dear listeners. Uh oh. There's a little Avery. There's making. Aves. What's Hi, up, baby Aves. girl. Did you get right, a baconator? So, <laughs> let's. We're gonna wrap up. My beautiful daughter just came in. But one thing I want to point out is <clears throat> when we're talking about making waves and not ripples. Want to say hi to everybody? You want talking to the microphone? Come here. <clears throat> here Let's hear it, hi, hi. Ace. <laughs> hi. Everybody. What belt are you? Uh, orange. Yeah, orange belt. So when we're talking about making waves and not ripples, like what what are we even talking about? I want you guys to like. I was thinking about this in the sauna. Sauna thoughts. Simple qu- two questions. So you guys know, like, I'm real big on the who do you want to be? Yes. That's changed my life. Just that asking myself, who do you wanna be? And again, I don't mean what person, like Jeff Bezos, no. Yeah. What version of me do I wanna be? And, and I just think of what that person does, and I do it. And it's changed my life for the better. There's a couple more questions, and a lot of it has to do with like gratitude, but it's this. Like, what are you capable of? What are you capable of? Because I was thinking like, how do we encourage more people to train? If I could sit somebody down across from me at the table, Right. Imagine like just whoever's walking by today. I grab them, them, not somebody who trains. And I say, let's have an honest conversation right now. What are you capable of doing? Right. And I don't want to poop on anybody. But imagine like, you know, the, the five, 10, 20 average people you bump into today at Target. Those guys sit them down and you ask them honestly, what are you capable of? Yeah. And they're honest. What do you think they would say?
1: I think they're, <laughs> I think they're. They hold themselves back, is what I think. Personally. Yeah, they probably aren't yeah. capable of much. Yeah, because
0: clearly, like eighty percent of Americans are on track to be like obese, obese, diabetic, pre-diabetic. Eighty percent, dude. Stuff. Yeah. Eighty percent. Yeah. I mean, it's unfortunate. Um, m- most people, you know, they're living these lives of quiet desperation where they they wake up probably in pain, they go to work at this job they fucking hate. Right. Yeah. They come home and then they find ways to just. Like excuse themselves to well, where they are. I'm not going to be like as as mean as you're being. Well, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm well, not listen, to it's, mean. I wouldn't say they're making excuses. I I think the frigging entire world has been designed to to find ways to numb them to yes. like to to distract them. They're on their phone for an average of five and a half hours a day. I just saw that an adult is on their phone for an average of five and a half hours a day. Obviously, they're on their Netflix. They're on. They're doing all the same things that I do too. That I do too. Yes. But here's the difference, you know. When I say like, "What are you capable of?" and I want that person to be honest, they're probably in their head they're thinking like, "Well, clearly, like, I can't control what I put in my mouth. I can't control what I put in my brain. I, I can't control what I look like physically. You know, like, holy shit, maybe I'm, I'm not, I'm not really in control. Maybe I'm not that capable." Okay, what do you want to be capable, capable of? Yeah. What do you want to be capable of? If I ask somebody that honestly, what are they going to say to me?
1: Oh, they're going to tell you what they would want.
0: Yeah, I want to be able to be a role model for my yeah. son and my I wanna daughter. I want to be more physical fit. I want to be I want to be uh, more vibrant. Yeah, I want to have more connection with my wife. more yeah. energy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I want to feel confident when I'm when I'm walking into the parking lot. I want to feel confident when I'm standing talking to somebody at work Yeah, because there's that too. There's a pecking order there too and you, we don't know, we forget what it's like to not be confident in a conversation because I don't care how much money you make Yeah, because when I'm standing across from you, we know when the chips are down I don't give a shit what's in your bank exactly. account cuz we all know what's what. What's going to happen? We all know yeah. what's up. What's the deal? Yeah, we know what time it is, guy. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't throw that in your face, but you can There's see no it. To. You could see in my posture, in my eyes, in the twinkle in my eye yep. and the smirk on my face that I I feel very good in my skin. Yep. So when I say what do you want to be capable of? Do you want to be able capable of of grappling another another, you know, 5 or 6 talented athletic adults for 45 minutes? Do you want to be capable of that? Yeah. Do you want to be capable of of having the discipline to go to class three or four times a week to do something difficult? Yeah. Do you want to be capable of of minding what you put in your frigging mouth so you feel better when you train? So yeah. you can fuel the engine? Do you want to be capable of overcoming obstacles? Do you want to be capable of developing grit? I bet you do. And if if we could have that honest conversation with everybody, this would be slam dunk. Easy. It'd be so easy to get people onto the mat. Easy. But what do you do? Like, like you bump into, like, you know, I'm talking to, like, people at a family party, and it's like, oh, why don't you train? You know, they, immediately their brain floods with a thousand reasons why, which none of them are rooted in reality. Yes. And really, it boils down to the truth, which is, like, I don't think I'm capable. Yes. Yes. Don't you want to be capable?
1: That's a good question.
0: Yeah, man. That's and a good question for everybody. If you can make yourself capable of stepping onto the mat, that's going to be the springboard to the other things. Yeah. That's going to make you capable of changing everything else in your life. It's your first step. We're making waves, not ripples. Amen
1: to that. All right, guys. So Take care. See you guys.